Welcome to the Exploring Awareness Podcast. Join Dr. Frank Anderson and Lisa Berry in exploring new ways to live in this chaotic world and find peace and joy in the most unlikely places. Hi, and thanks for listening to the Exploring Awareness Podcast. I'm Lisa Berry here with Dr. Frank Anderson for another conversation, taking a look at awareness and the many aspects and how it applies to our lives. I am in Michigan and Frank is in Florida, yet we're connecting on Zoom for this recording and hopefully we're connecting with you listening as well. Hi, Lisa. Yes, I am here in Florida, but I've just got back from California where I went to a conference about conscious community building. And the name of the conference was Return. And that concept got me thinking and meditating. And when we talked about exploring awareness, we always talk about a return to the core. And so this conference all about consciousness and consciousness community building really brought me back to this idea of a return to, let's say, mindful awareness. I know we've been talking a lot about awareness and and mindful awareness, but what do you think about this concept of returning? Awareness is something we hear about a lot and I have not encountered a lot of people exploring it like we do here on this podcast. And for me, and hopefully for a lot of people listening, and I think they are because I get a lot of positive feedback, it's it's helping them explore themselves and explore a, a lot of different aspects to awareness. But to me, it seems, and I and I don't know why people hate this phrase, at the end of the day, people are like so cliche or whatever, but it seems to me like at the end of the day, as we explore awareness, it always leads back to a return to our core or a return to home base, if you will. I think that's exactly right, because we could explore awareness all day. It's easy to read about awareness. It's easy for us to talk about awareness. When we do guided meditations and these podcast episodes, we also learn to identify as awareness. And so all of those things are good and wholesome activities, but then what, right? Mm -hmm. Then what? This isn't about contemplating your navel. (laughs) You know how people used to say meditation is contemplating your navel. Mm. Um, This is not just about stress reduction. It's not just about us feeling better. There's something that happens once we explore awareness and get a deep sense for what awareness is saying to us at a deeper level, then step two, if you look at it this way, is like, ah, so when I identify as awareness, there is then a sense of returning to something that we may have drifted away from. Mm Right. So conditions of our life uh, lost in thought, lost in the past, lost in the future, lost in striving, lost in competition, lost in fixed views, you know, the conditionings of life, normal stuff that we all go through. It seems like when we talk about it, it pulls us away from something. 
I like how you put it that way, that we're lost in that. I don't know if we've ever really looked at it from that perspective before, but yeah, you, you kind of do, you get caught up in it is one way to think about it, or you just get lost in it. You get lost in all that and then you lose yourself and then you want to return to something. You want to return home or to your core or to the way hopefully you were born before all this conditioning was put upon you. Right, right. So you've heard people say they feel lost, right? right. They're yeah. kind of like confused. Maybe like, what is the purpose of my life? What is all this for? And you can distract yourself away from it. Some people never have these <laughs> existential questions, but many of us do. Many people have these questions deep in their mind, but without an answer, sometimes asking the question isn't worth it either. Because it's like, well, if there's no real answer, what are you going to do anyway? You know what I mean? There's a sense of ignoring the question. I think that's why I like awareness, because it gives you the opportunity to answer those questions without sort of torturing yourself. Because when you become aware of awareness, which is what it really boils down to, there's your answer. And it doesn't have to be a painful process. Or does it? Let's just go back for a second. We're talking again about exploring awareness activity the exploring awareness intention that we can practice if we feel lost, if we feel we've been pulled away. Now, some of those things that pull us away are very enticing and very rich and very intoxicating. There's a lot of good things that will pull us away from that. Sometimes you know, making a lot of money and having power and things like this, strong identities, right? These are all things that can pull us away from center. So exploring awareness opens that door where the center is then experienced. Then there's a realization of a return back to the original self, the original face, the authentic self, the original self. With this return, what is it then that's authentic and original? And it isn't conditioning. It's this unconditioned place of peace, stability, love, generosity, equanimity, joy. I love the word, the joy that has no opposite. Um, the idea of a peace that passes understanding. It's not a mental peace, but it's just a sense of peace, a sense of being, a sense of well-being. So exploring awareness opens the opportunity then to return to this place of originality. Like you said, like, what were you before you were born? What are you after you die? What is a place of pure innocence, a pure just presence, unconditioned, unspoiled, unadulterated by all of the conditions of life. Does that even sound interesting to you? Actually, a lot of it sounds interesting to me. I was just trying to give you a moment to, to finish what you were saying, starting with your identity, awareness of your identity and 
that sounds like that could be an interesting journey. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because I'm a doctor, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of doctors really identify as doctors 24-7. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I'm a doctor when I'm in the hospital. That's important for me to be Dr. Anderson in the hospital. But, you know, when I'm not in the hospital, I'm not really a doctor. You know, I mean, in the community, I am Frank Anderson. And so, like, what is my identity in the community versus my identity in the hospital? And do I need to attach to that? Am I one of these doctors at the church? You say, well, that's Dr. Anderson. And all the bells and whistles that go along with that. Actually, well, I have the same th- same yeah. thing as a as a radio broadcaster. I've been getting a lot of feedback lately of people excited because I work in radio, and I always say, "Don't love me because I'm in radio, because tomorrow I may not be." So it, that is kind of a fine line that you walk with your identity and having some awareness of that who you are when you're in what situation, I think can be really helpful. Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, we all have identities and we're going to have identities, but I think it's kind of attachment to those identities that may keep us from returning to home and returning ah, to core. Right. You, you may be attached to your identity as your profession. Thich Nhat Hanh was, has counseled activists a lot about their identity, identity as activists. And that identity as an activist can really burn out a person pretty quickly. So um, that identity might be a reaction as opposed to a response. So again, those identities are important to have at the right time at the right place, right? But attachment to the identity may prevent that return to originality. And really, the return to originality Originality is the same for all of us. And so then we're talking about a return to unity. Ah, and, so, and that can lead to such peace and, and sense of community when you look at the unity part that is in all of us. There you go. So what if we could return to unity, right, and then work out our differences from there instead of like, working at our differences from a place of identity, one identity struggling against another. This, I think, is where the difficulties can set in when there's one identity in clash with another identity. When identity is attached to like that, there's no, there's no solution. But if we can find our common unity through this uh, common consciousness that we all have, then... I think that may be a better place where we start to work out how we all can live together past issues with gender and race and historical contexts. They're all there. They're not going away. And I'm not suggesting that we meditate them away. But I am suggesting that we find a place of commonality, return to unity, and see if we can solve our problems from that space. Did you say common consciousness? Because that may very well be my new favorite phrase. (laughs) I did say common consciousness. How cool is that? I mean, this seems like such a peaceful approach. So I, but I, I need to ask you what, what does that look like? I hear what you're saying. I appreciate what you're saying. Common consciousness. And if we come from a place of unity, there's a better chance we're going to make progress and all get along better. But how do we get there? I guess is my question. So you get there through this realizations, realizations that were all basically the same. 
we come from different conditions, we come from different places, we come from different neighborhoods. The way that we are teaching it in this podcast series and the way that my teachers have taught me is that we do these mindful awareness practices and we see the conditioning of our life arising. The part of us that sees that is the unconditioned part, right? If it's unconditioned, then it's the same for all of us. The only difference between you and me is our conditioning. You see what I'm saying? I feel like I'm going through a toy box, you know, and I'm throwing out all the things that I'm coming across. How do you get to that place? Is it difficult, your unconditioned place to get there? Well, what's your experience been with that? I think awareness has been life-changing because I think you do need to be aware of your conditioning. And you do, like we were talking about your identity. And I, I think that's something that I think about a lot is like, I want my, and I guess you get to pick your identity. I want my identity to be what I think my essence is, and that is love. I don't want it to be my job, and I don't want it to be my zip code, and I don't want it to be my relationship status. I want my identity to be my essence. And can I pick that? Do I get? Do I have the right? And I know I have the ability, but does it work that way that I can pick it? Nope. Because I know it. No, you have to realize you realize it and then you embody it, right? Well, and well, I think that's happened for me with love as my essence. Absolutely. What have you you had to drop for that? So there's some identity Mm -hmm. that you've had to drop that's been painful, I think. There's expectations, there's um, there are identities that have to kind of wither away in order to really experience this. Have you experienced that kind of some falling off of some things you were attached to? You mean like the only way out is through and to go? Yes, exactly. exactly. Oh, yeah, I have. (laughs) Yes, indeed. And it has not been easy, but definitely worthwhile. And I'm still going through it and it it can be pretty painful and complicated at times, but definitely I'm seeing that it's worth, worth it. But still to me, that goes back to discovering my essence and my essence is love. And I think that is something we could all have in common. That's my opinion. Oh, right. I think that's right. Remember we had that Ram Dass quote a few episodes back. He said that all love is pure love. Which is no other than pure awareness. All right, right, right. Well, I found one quote that he said that even the hurt in you is a miraculous thing. It is a searing experience, which is awareness, which is life, which is love. That's a pretty powerful statement. And so there's that that sense that that deep state of awareness, you know, awareness of awareness. And remember, we we practice awareness, we start with the breath, become aware of the breath, become the body, become aware of thoughts, become aware of awareness. And in that practice, when we learn to identify as awareness, then the realization comes that we are love and that we are peace, and that we are joy, and that we are generosity. And so all of those things spring forth, right, from that center or that place of that you've returned to, 
once you've had this realization of yourself beyond thoughts and beyond conditioning, and you've experienced that unknown, and you were asking if that was difficult or hard, and we talked about the fact that you do have to let go of things Mm. that you've been lost in. So you've been lost in these ideas and lost in thoughts and lost in conditioning, right? So there's this idea, or you might want to call it the big fun journey. (laughs) That is the return to home, to authenticity, to originality, to innocence, and to unity. You know, I always like to ask the questions that I think the listeners might be asking. And so they're hearing this and they're like, I'm a grown up. I've been through so much in my life and this is who I am. I'm the result of all those experiences. We hear that a lot. You're the result of all the experiences you've been through. And now you're telling me to go back to nothing. Is that what you're saying? That's what your mind would say. Isn't uh-huh. it? That's what your ego would say. And when we talk about a shift in identity from conditioning to presence or awareness, it doesn't mean you lose anything along the way. <laughs> right. But it feels like you will, right? So it's not a matter of feeling like I'm losing something. It's a matter of, I guess you said, like you said, letting go, letting go. And what are you hanging on to all that for in the first place? Right. So for me, I can only speak from my experience, right? So there's a way to be a doctor that is attached and there's a way to be a doctor that's free. And believe me, mm. I think you want a doctor that's freer than in, mm. and then contracted into some identity, right? I'm still a doctor. I still have all the knowledge and all the information that I need to do what I need to do. It's just delivered in a little bit of a different way. Do you know what I mean? I don't know why the phrase you are not your thoughts keeps coming to mind in in this conversation. I think the thoughts get in the way of the returning to your core. The thoughts Mm. are keeping me from getting there or keeping others from getting there. Because as I, like I just said, you think I'm not that I'm this and my identity is that, and I've been through this and this has made me this, but you're saying you can let all that go. And you can return to your core and to your who you were before all your conditioning. And that is where the prize is. That's where the peace is. That's where the love and the joy is. Exactly. Exactly. And, and it doesn't mean that you give up important things in your life. It just means the attachment isn't there and we're starting from a different place. But it's hard because you want to maintain your identity feel like if you lose your attachment to your identity, you're going to be ineffective or you're going to lose something. It reminds me again of Loretta Ross. We've talked about her before. She was a very active African-American feminist years ago, and she has a whole new approach to her activism. And it's called calling in instead of calling out. Oh, right. And so she will find the common humanity amongst her most ardent disagreeers. And in the process, she has converted Ku Klux Klaners. She has talked to people in jail for all kinds of horrendous things. But when you connect to someone else's humanity, 
there's a whole nother experience that can be very fruitful. That's very different when you come at them as an attack and as a conflict, right? When one conditioned identity is going up against another, it's kind of that phrase from Buddhism and Martin Luther King also repeated, hate has yet to dispel hate. Mm. Only love dispels hate. We've talked about this on the podcast before. And so I'm inviting people to try it. Now, you may not want to. Check. No, I've got to fight the fight. Well, is that working for you? Are you being happy? Is that a peaceful way to go about it? I mean, I have seen examples of this before where things deteriorate because the camps are too tight. Hmm. What if we try a different way? What if we try to find our common unity, our common humanity, and then discuss from there? Don't say it's not going to work unless you try it first. But to try it, you have to be in touch with it. (laughs) And to be in touch with it, it may take some work. And the work we're talking about is exploring awareness, using mindful awareness techniques to learn to identify with that deeper place within you that you and another person can connect at that level. I love it when that happens in my life. And it happens in different circumstances and different groups that I'm with. And so this is what this is about. This is what you and I do. Each time we record and we talk, we're connecting at a different level. And it's wonderful. It seems so powerful and impactful and beneficial. I feel like we should say it again. And going back a few minutes, you said about you don't have to give anything up. It's not a sacrifice. You don't have to, you can hang on to whatever it is you think you need to hang on to. But if you just gave this approach a try, you might find some more peaceful, impactful, powerful results. The most powerful people, people that have affected the most change are the ones who took this approach. Hmm. They responded instead of reacted. And they responded from a place of deep connection. Mm. they had returned to their original self and are operating from that place, returning to home, returning to innocence, returning to peace. And, you know, I love connection. So that is a great way to approach it. Like, what do we all have in common? Who are we at our core? What can we return to that unites us, that unity that, that you are talking about? That's how you can achieve things, I think. Yes, that is a that is a great way to achieve things at, at the level that we're talking about. You know, you can achieve other things with people right. in other ways. I mean, we achieve mental things all the time, but I'm talking about deep connection right. and kind of more substantial, let's say, creation, co-creation. Oh, yeah. Co-evoking, right? So, I mean, there's all kinds of great collaborations people can have using their minds and skills and materials and all that. Sure. But we're talking about the connections we can have with people at the deepest, you might even say spiritual level. I think really in this case, we can use the word spiritual as a way to put an exclamation point on this sense of connection to each other 
And if you also have this feeling of connecting to something larger as well. You said it. You said common consciousness. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Now, you know, I get a little hesitant here because I don't want this to sound like a religion. Right. I don't no. want this right. to sound like something that you have to believe because we've been trained so well to believe mm-hmm. things that other people right. tell us and then say, well, I don't believe that. This is not about believing. This is about realization. Mm-hmm. This is about being guided to your own awakening, right? And so there's no beliefs. This is only for you to explore for yourself. It's not even, you don't even have to do it. The only reason I would like for people to do it is because I would like the world to be a more peaceful place. And I think people would be happier. But I'm like we've said before, there's no vested interest in anyone doing this for me. It's just like, let's make the world a better place. And if you're not happy with how things are going, if you're not happy and you're not being effective using your identities to fight battles, then try this. Mm. See if it works. It can always go back to the other way. Your own awakening. I love that. Yes. Your own awakening, your own personal return. And it's your choice. As you said, we're not trying to force anybody into anything, but you might like how it feels once you get there. And if you've listened this far, I bet that you're really interested in doing this. And maybe it's time to do a little guided meditation then. Sure. Were there any other questions, Lisa, or things we need to clarify? No, I, my head is spinning with all this great information. And I love how it looks and feels and the potential for everything that we've talked about already. Well, let's do a return meditation. Okay. Which will be very similar to our, to our other meditations, but we'll just use some different words. But maybe the return is an intention. Sometimes when we stop to do this practice, this amazing opportunity we have to do this together, setting an intention as we begin helps. And it doesn't have to stay the same intention throughout, but we'll still start with an intention that we can have some realization of a return to a sense of common unity of a common area that's beyond thoughts and beyond stories and beyond conditioning. To do that, we're going to start by exploring awareness of the breath. And so you'll notice, you'll become aware that air is moving in and out of your body. Who knew? Because this has been going on your whole life, right? And at these moments, we stop to be aware of it. You know, for the sole purpose of being mindful of what is happening in the present moment, 
fully aware that this breathing activity is happening in our body. So breathing unconsciously is happening, keeps us alive. Now, knowing that you're breathing, being aware that you're breathing, is there any sense of a return associated with this awareness? A return from unconsciousness to consciousness. It's just breathing to knowing that you're breathing. You, whatever that is, knowing that you're breathing. So thoughts start to come, questions, confusion, so just like the breath comes and goes, with awareness, the thoughts come and bring them to awareness and they go. Welcome them. Don't suppress them. Don't think about being aware of them, just be aware as they come and go, like the breath, like saliva as well. Your body does things and producing thoughts as one. So being aware of thoughts, Is there a return to awareness? And putting your body now and bring awareness to your feet your ankles, and your legs, knees, thighs, hips, pelvis, abdomen, chest, back, hands, wrists, forearms, elbows, upper arms, shoulders, neck, aware of your whole body here and then even your head your senses in your brain there's a light of awareness shining on all of this and what is holding the flashlight. 
bat is where we're returning to. The identity as awareness of all the things that we are not separate though. It's both. It's your life experiences and the awareness of them. How does it feel? to return to awareness. You know, this place that's unconditioned, just pure awareness, right? So we can experience that as a deep peace. unconditional love. The joy that has no opposite. A sense of uh, unity and generosity that what you do for someone else, you do for yourself. And what you do for yourself, you do for someone else. And so, returning to the original face, with all the skills and qualities required and discernment as to what's helpful and what's not. Discernment about what is reactive and comes from being lost in thought versus a response that emerges from a sense of wisdom and love and understanding. It's appropriate. And thoughts come, challenges come up questions. Be aware of them. Bring them to awareness, recognize them, investigate them. 
acknowledge them, investigate, and then nurture with compassion, understanding. Practice like this. You may need to go back to the breath and become aware of breath to kind of remind you of awareness, ground and awareness. I'm aware of the body, ground and awareness of the body. Awareness of thoughts, emotions, attachments, identity that comes from conditioning, from genetics, from history. All of those things that happen to all of us. And then the awareness of it all. that is very common to all of us. So there's a unity and awareness, a unity in this human consciousness, a return to something deeper something that doesn't change based on conditions. That doesn't change based on history. That doesn't change based on biology, genetics, culture. Can you Connect to that, return to innocence, return to peace, return to love, return to generosity. And watch your mind perhaps fight against that. So bring that to awareness. and see if this open-heartedness and expose itself after all these years and return to open-heartedness. and just allow it, identify that way and see what happens. Crack the shell.
Notice the skepticism rise. Bring it to awareness and watch it fall. And rest as mindful awareness and practice like this every day. So we will wrap up now. Having returned, and take a couple of deep breaths. And open your eyes, stretch. I often wonder when you're leading a meditation, are you meditating too? Are you in oh, yes. the zone? Yeah. Yes. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's how I meditate. Hmm. Um, I just start with the breath and body, thoughts, and emotions as they come. So you sit hmm. for 20, 30 minutes. And things come up, right? Right. But right. the more you practice, the more you can, you train yourself. And so it may not take 15 minutes for the thoughts to kind of realize they don't have any control here. Right. <laughs> um, different days are different, right? So practicing every day. And, and, and this is how I meditate. Just really mindful awareness of everything. Mm. Well, I feel like we certainly discussed some powerful possibilities today, and thank you for bringing those to our awareness. Always, always appreciate that, and I think a lot of useful things were discussed in this episode. So hopefully, people will have that, hear that, and have a takeaway with that. Yeah, I think I think the buzzword for today is return return to something original. So we'll see. We'll see. Let us know how it goes. And if you want to let us know, you can always email us at exploringawareness at gmail.com. That's our email address. Or reach out on Facebook or Instagram or on Twitter as well. We always love to hear from you. We do. And we will return again Aha. <laughs> very soon with yes. another episode of the exploring awareness podcast but in the meantime i wish everyone a great week and i look forward to our next conversation this podcast is not an attempt to practice medicine or provide specific medical advice nor does use of this information establish a physician-patient relationship Listening to this podcast does not replace medical consultation with a qualified health or medical professional to meet the health and medical needs of you or others. If you are having problems, please see your primary care provider or your local mental health professional.